products to extensive lab testing for glyphosate, heavy metals, and microbiology using our state-of-the-art spectrometry equipment to ensure the highest quality of cleanliness and purity. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com today. of the Sheriff Mack Show, ladies and gentlemen. How about serving up hate in your breakfast cereal? We'll talk about that coming up as well. Meanwhile, though, Sheriff Mack's with us. Welcome, sir. To this beautiful, rainy on the West Coast day. Uh, beautiful Tuesday morning, though. We love the overcast uh, skies and rain. And I don't know if California needs any more rain, but Arizona could use it. Uh, it actually doesn't look like California can. But Sam, we've got a lot to talk about today and appreciate you being on and it's good to be back with you. I love America and I love uh, Brighty on TV. Amen to both. Now you got an incredible quote for the greatest 10th Amendment decision ever rendered that relates to today perfectly, huh? Yeah, I think so, Sam. Uh, this This is an indication of what the left has been trying to do for decades. And Justice Stevens, writing the dissenting opinion in the Mac Prince case, uh, really, I think, uh, puts the backdrop on what's going on in America politically with our two-tier system of justice, or I mean our two-tier system of injustice. Uh, here here goes Justice Stevens. Yeah, they call it fake dissenting. justice, Sheriff. It's kind of like the fake yeah, news. Yeah, fake justice. fake justice. Fake justice, fake news, fake liberty. Uh, it's all there. So anyway, Sam, th- this is this is Justice Stevens saying why the five Republicans who sided with uh, Prince and me uh, were completely wrong. And the first uh, three words are very telling. And I'm quoting, if Congress believes, Sam, he's basing his legal opinion where he is supposed to, and the uh, all the justices are supposed to be defending and upholding and enforcing the United States Constitution. I don't give a damn what Congress believes. I care. Not only what that. They do. Not only that. It's if we might add. It's not even a definitive. Yeah, sheriff. Yeah, yeah. It's a hypothetical from the get go. So if Congress believes that such a statute as the Brady Bill will benefit the people of the nation. So if they believe it will benefit the nation, then it's constitutional, according to Justice Stevens here. Let's finish. And serve the interests of, now I love this term, cooperative federalism. Cooperative federalism. Don't you love that, Sam? Wait a minute, I don't think you're cooperating. I think you were saying, no, you're wrong constitutionally, Clinton. That's not cooperation, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. I didn't want to cooperate with their unconstitutional act. In fact, the truth is Bill was not cooperating with the supreme law of the land was the problem. He went rogue and had to be shut down as a result of yeah. his rogue agent <laughs> attitude, right? Yeah, exactly. So if, if they believe that cooperative federalism is better than an enlarged federal bureaucracy, 
Sam, that is such a hypocritical thing. Like the, the left or nobody else in Washington, D.C. wants an enlarged federal bureaucracy. What a joke. And so then he said, and then get this, if Congress believes all that, then the Supreme Court, he said, we, the Supreme Court, should respect both its policy judgment and its appraisal of its constitutional power. We're supposed to let Congress appraise its own power. And Yeah, so that's it, the hen, he just, hen house in trouble, isn't it? Good grief, Sam. I, I'm telling you. So that was written in 1997, and it's only gotten worse since then because it, it's a partnership instead of a check and balance system that the three branches are supposed to be for each other. And and this oligarchy that we've established in Washington, D.C. called the United States Supreme Court needs the states to check and balance them a lot more. And uh, this, and needs this, Congress believe, too as well. Congress should push back on that too, saying, wait a minute, we have an obligation legislatively oh, to make all of our laws sure. square with the Supreme Law also, right? Exactly. And so I, I believe this is part of the system that is attacking uh, Donald Trump uh, when in in actuality, there's uh, what's happening is actually, Sam, and I'll tell you the why in a little bit. But what they're doing is actually violating the law. There's no question about that. Really quick, I want to highlight this so you guys get an idea of what's going on in the country. Back in the COVID era, while people were struggling to make a living, struggling to keep their families together and everything else, turns out serving up hate in your breakfast cereal is the headline. Kellogg's gave $91 million to the domestic terrorist organization Black Lives Matter, naturalnews.com, our dear buddy Mike Adams, one of the owners or the owner of Brighty on Radio and TV, highlights this piece. So here's what's going on. They're promoting hate and funding Black Lives Matter. COVID's destroying the American people. And now we come out of COVID from one crisis to the next. And now Trump claims he'll be arrested on Tuesday. He's calling for protests. We want to dig into this. But first, ABC News has kind of a breakdown for us, and then we'll dig in. Now to the major claim from former President Donald Trump, saying in a social media post that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday, urging his supporters to protest. He says the charges will come from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office over alleged hush money payments. Trump's spokesperson walking back his claims. Tonight, reaction from both sides of the aisle, including former Vice President Mike Pence. Here's ABC's Jay O'Brien. Tonight, former President Trump claiming he expects to be arrested on Tuesday and telling his followers to protest. In a post on his social media app, Trump saying he believes the charges will come from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and stem from alleged hush money payments that Trump made to adult film star Stormy Daniels during his first presidential campaign. ABC News has not verified the claims, but later a Trump spokesperson appearing to walk back the post, saying there's been no notification of charges from the DA, blasting the investigation as a witch hunt. 
prominent Republicans rallying to Trump's defense. ABC's Jonathan Carl pressing former Vice President Pence in an exclusive interview for this week. He's calling on people to protest, to come out and protest, take our nation back. We know what happened the last time he said that. Well, John, the American people have a constitutional right to peaceably assemble. The frustration the American people feel about what they sense is a two-tiered justice system in this country, I think, I think is well-founded. I believe that uh, people understand that if they give voice to this, if this occurs on Tuesday, that they need to do so peacefully and in a lawful manner. On the Democratic side, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi tweeting, no one is above the law, not even a former president of the United States. The former president's announcement this morning is reckless. For months, a grand jury in New York has been ramping up its probe, examining if Trump's alleged $130,000 payment to Daniels violated campaign finance laws. But the case in New York, just one in a series of investigations swirling around Trump, including in Georgia, where prosecutors are weighing whether to charge Trump or his allies over alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election results in that state. And special counsel Jack Smith investigating the classified documents seized by the FBI from Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, as well as the January 6th insurrection and Trump's alleged attempts to hold on to power. Jay O'Brien with us now from Washington. And Jay, what more are you learning about the Manhattan DA's investigation and any potential charges for former President Trump? Yeah, with all eyes on the Manhattan DA now. They had no comment today after that Trump post. These grand jury proceedings are secret, but we do know that Stormy Daniels met with prosecutors just this past week. And all right, Michael let's go Cohen ahead and shut that down real quick. Thank you, Hunter. Sheriff Mack, there's so many strings to pull on with this. It's a rambling diatribe. It started when Donald Trump went down the escalator back in the day and announced that he was running for president. The attacks have been relentless and ever so confusing ever since they range from who knows what to Russian collusion to Stormy Daniels. Look, Stormy Daniels is not even her name, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be clear. Her name is Stephanie. Okay? It's not Stormy. Her last name is not Daniels. Why they give her that cover is beyond me in the first place. But, Sheriff, first off, do you think that Trump will be arrested, yay or nay? Well, I certainly think uh, arrest-indictment is is probably going to happen. I believe Trump knows, and I think he's telling the truth that they probably are going to indict him. Uh, don't forget the old adage. Um, uh, anybody, uh, it's easy to get a grand jury to indict anybody. In fact, uh, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. Uh, and, and that's really the case. Uh, grand juries do not have to follow due process. Uh, and it's all based on what, the prosecutor says. So I believe that grand juries need to be revamped uh, and just follow uh, due process and follow the constitutional rights of the accused. It really gives uh, credence to the fact that uh, they're, not, they're not innocent until proven guilty. A grand jury uh, is completely manipulated by the prosecutor. And that's happening in this case. And a grand jury is really designed, Sheriff, to, in the court of public opinion, uh, literally change the presumption of innocence to the presumption of guilt based on half-truths and manipulated facts, etc. Now, what people may not understand is when you are indicted or when you are pulled over by the police in your car, believe it or not, you're under arrest, right? 
Uh, yeah, you, you are. Uh, it, a traffic ticket is simply uh, the charge being placed against you, uh, and then you promise to appear by signing the ticket. Uh, and so that's in lieu of being arrested. If if a, if an officer wanted to take you before a magistrate or a judge right then and there, uh, he could do it. But what it is, is it's kind of like an indictment. Here, I'm indicting you. Uh, you need to take this indictment and go pay the fine or, or go see the judge. It's simply that. It's a promise to appear. An indictment is very similar to that. You've technically been arrested. The indictment requires you, uh, I would say, you're best off getting a, a lawyer, which Trump already has. And get a lawyer, get some help, get some help legally and ask somebody uh, what you should do with that piece of paper, which is a summons, which is what they will be serving Trump probably. I don't think they're going to use a SWAT team like they did at Mar-a-Lago or what they did on Roger Stone. But uh, it is the same. It's a process of being arrested and called before the court. Now, Sheriff, let's be very clear. Uh, police officers or law enforcement, whatever you want to say, uh, the arresting party, so to speak, they have a lot of latitude of how that goes down. Just because you're technically under arrest with an indictment, they can either, one, uh, do a mugshot, read him as Miranda rights, put him in handcuffs. They can do all those things, or they can just simply say, you know what, we're going to let you go on your own recognizance. Recognizes, we're going to let you um, decide you know, how you're going to handle this in the meantime, but you're going to appear. Um, they have all that latitude. People don't realize that. When you're let go, that doesn't mean that you didn't really get arrested. It just means that they didn't book you and they didn't, uh, you know, force you to uh, try to get out on bail and or deny you bail. That's all that means, right? Correct. That, that is correct. And and so, Sam, though, overall, this case, and I don't know if you wanted to wait to hear this a little bit later, but I'm, I'm going to, I think you already know this, but the public needs to be aware of this 10 times over. Uh, the statutes of limitations are something that there is, again, to protect the accused, to stop the government from being able to continuously go after somebody as they they have done Donald Trump. This issue has already been put to rest. Uh, it's, it's obvious that Trump had some sort of relationship with uh, this uh, former stripper, or maybe she still is. I don't I don't know and I don't care. Uh, it, it does appear, though, that there is a double standard on sexual impropriety in Washington, D.C. If you're a Democrat and you go to Epstein's sex ranch, that's hey, okay. Why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you just leave me right out of this, would you please? I, don't, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Good segue. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and also, uh, all the stuff that Clinton did inside the White House and JFK having affairs with uh, very, uh, well, quite a few different women and uh, even had them brought into the White House. And he had an affair and so did his brother with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, but it, it, you know what? There's been impropriety on all sides. And this one with Trump, I don't know if he did it or didn't. I don't really care. But it was put to rest well, way back when he first ran. And his, uh, this, whole, this whole thing, let us be real here, Sam. The DA in Manhattan is violating the law because he has to know that these charges have passed the statutes of limitations. Statutes of limitations being the law that says you have a certain amount of time. And on misdemeanors, it's either a year or two years. 
And that's way up. And even on some felonies, it's six or seven years, five, six or seven years. That's all been expired now. And the DA knows it. And so all this is is politics trying to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. I think you're right about that fact. I think there's several discussion points that are worthy of uh, entertaining here. Number one, Elon Musk speaks out, the richest man in the world, Twitter, you know, the whole thing, says the whole Trump indictment will backfire. And if Trump is arrested and or indicted, it will backfire to the point where it will be a landslide victory in 2024 for Donald Trump. Ted Cruz slammed the potential arrest of Trump for charges related to his alleged affair with Stormy Daniels. Now, here's what um, Ted Cruz had to say, right? Now, Ted Cruz is what, a senator and an attorney. He says this, if the former president of the United States is arrested, that is historic, Cruz said. It is flimsy. It's weak. It has been rejected by prosecutor after prosecutor after prosecutor, and it is obviously political retribution and a political persecution, he says. Now, just so you know, Bragg, the prosecutor on this thing, I guess received a million dollars from George Soros through a group called Color of Change, a progressive group. It's a criminal justice supposed reform organization. The group had to pull $500,000 back because there's allegations of him and women, according to the Daily Mail as well. So the double standard couldn't be on greater display. Now, just so you guys all know, we're not at all defending this kind of behavior by anybody. All we're merely saying is the two-tier justice or injustice system in America is really the problem. And that kind of brings up my question for you, Sheriff Mack. How can these criminals just have such control of our government to where they can arrest anybody they want to whenever they want to, flimsy or not, statute of limitations or not, uh, hard evidence or not? We still don't even have evidence that he paid Stephanie any money. Um, But even if he did, uh, his attorney paid Stephanie, and supposedly Trump reimbursed his attorney, but yet, you know, they say, well, that doesn't really matter. You can do that. But what you can't do is then that's manipulated into – Possible campaign donations that are illegal, you know, donations to your campaign. Um, One crime might be a misdemeanor, but when you hide uh, intent for a separate crime, then it becomes a felony. Uh, Then you start stacking on top of that. Oh, man, July or January the 6th. Golly, it was an insurrection. By the time you what you're doing is just throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks. But they're going to get an arrest out of this. How can they arrest everybody and we can't ever arrest anyone? Well, Sam, the bottom line is I'm all for arresting corrupt politicians. I'm all for it. Uh, But when it's pick and choose, oh, and uh, we let this one go because he's a Democrat, uh, or we let this one slide because, oh, well, they're a celebrity, or we let this one go because, well, they're just too powerful and too important. You know, it's kind of like, uh, too big to fail, and uh, oh, they're they're a staunch Democrat. They're a staunch leader. They're a staunch this. Uh, Sam, when you when government picks and chooses who to prosecute because of politics, then we are nothing more than a banana republic. And make oh, it a big one. That, and 
Every point Say you're making, people, every point you're making, others have agreed with you on. Ted Cruz agreed on your first points. Um, mm-hmm. Now it turns out that something you would see in a third world banana republic, that's what Carrie Lake says as she blasts the political persecution of Donald Trump. And she says, hey, you know what? We, the people, have got to stop living in fear. We need to protest and stop living in fear of the radical left's infiltration. Um, everybody's agreeing with every point you're making, sir. Except, Sam, one, one thing. Um, you can't protest anymore because if you, if you call out protest, then you're asking yeah, for an insurrection uh, violence and trouble. And, uh, is, but, Sam, the left, here's again the two-tier injustice system, the two-tier hypocrisy system, because it's okay to protest and rape and pillage in Seattle. It's okay to burn down uh, half of uh, the downtown buildings and the federal building in Portland. It's okay to commit murder and mayhem in New York City and Chicago and Los Angeles. And and it, it goes on and on throughout the country. Uh, and, and yet what did the FBI do try to, in, in trying to arrest any of the uh, violent insurrectionists in Portland compared to what they're trying to do uh, to the January 6th uh, mostly peaceful demonstrators. And there wasn't one car burned at the January 6th. There wasn't one building set afire. There wasn't one gun confiscated uh, at the January 6th uh, event. And five officers were not murdered. Not a single officer was murdered at the uh, January 6th uh, uh, insurrection, if you want to call it that. Uh, you can call it that. I don't agree with people going inside uh, the the United States Capitol. Not one person should have gone inside there. Not one. Well, I, and if I agree with your point, for, except for, for the, a lot of people were felt like they were invited in. Some were. That, there's no question. But they so still I'm not saying have, they should have been have there. But they, they should have been to the point where that happened. And 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 in, any well, one of them that gets charged with trespass, it's fine with me. But trespass is a misdemeanor, and it's simple. It's a simple charge. And it, and it shouldn't be that people are trying to get 20 years in prison uh, for this trespass. And, oh, their intent was to undo the election. Bull loaning. Tucker Carlson unloaded on the Democratic Party as well over the potential indictment of Donald Trump. Epic monologue and issued a warning for Americans if this is allowed to continue. We'll talk about it in seconds on Brideon TV. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. This was made possible by Brighteon.com. 
after being deplatformed by YouTube, I built Brighteon.com so that we can speak. All voices of dissent are welcome. Join Brighteon.com now. Post your videos today and start building an audience there where you will not be censored. Brighteon.com. In recent years, the world has only become increasingly more chaotic and uncertain. Disruptions to the supply chain have resulted in global food shortages, making it difficult for us to access the very resources we need to live in a functioning society. That's why it is now more important than ever to be prepared for the unexpected. Here at Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods, supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com today. Just somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election if is the most... If the Democrat Party is allowed to crush Donald Trump, we're done, says Tucker Carlson. Pretty interesting statement, to say the least. Look, the Democrats have created a tyranny in America, Sheriff, where that, look, they can arrest whoever they want to. Uh, they've literally gotten in bed with the communists and the socialists, and they've literally taken over America... The Republicans sit idly by and wring their hands is all they seem to do, Sheriff. Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, th- this needs to be uh, an all-out offensive to to stop this. Uh, Pence was absolutely correct, but he was too soft in his language in describing the two-tier justice system that he calls this two-tier justice system. It's it's so beyond that. It's, it's really uh, dishonesty and corruption at its zenith. He needs to call a spade, a spade here, and this should not be happening. I mean, even Richard Nixon, of all the cover-up and the lies and the crimes that he committed, was never arrested. Uh, In fact, never even impeached, but he was going to be impeached, but he he resigned before that. But uh, Bill Clinton uh, technically was impeached, but the vote was uh, to not uh, find him guilty. Uh, and, And the things that he and his wife have gotten away with, uh, in this country, and and how many politicians do we have that went to the sex ranch in New Mexico with Epstein, including Bill Clinton? Uh, that's already documented, but yet uh, uh, on flights, f- documentation of flights that he went there, but yet not a single investigation against this crook. And they say the cover-up take, took down Nixon more so than even the crimes. What about Bill Clinton's cover-up? He lied and said he was not on the Lolita Express. Turns out he was. Then he said, oh, no, but I had supervision or whatever by the Secret Service the whole time. Then it turns out, no, he lied again and jettisoned the, the Secret Service. Uh, so the cover-up didn't take down Bill Clinton. The double standard is beyond imagination. What do we do about this, though? If we let this stand, you literally have an injustice system administered by criminals, Sheriff. Right. And, and that's the thing. We need to call a spade a spade here ourselves. Clinton was actually accused by several victims of rape. Rape. And and yet that goes swept under the rug. And it's just astonishing 
that these kind of charges, especially with him, uh, it would be uh, total rape of these girls that were underage at the sex ranch that Epstein put together for politicians and celebrities. Astonishing that they're getting away with this. And, and so what do we have an administration doing today? Not going after human trafficking, not going after sexual exploitation of children, but hiring more agents for the IRS. And that's the type of hypocrisy and idiocy and corruption that we're dealing with in this country. Kevin McCarthy uh, seems to be saying this is really bad. Send me some money so I can work on this and investigate. Uh, he's really yeah. accomplishing nothing. Now, when Bill Clinton was um, guilty of or suggested guilty of these rapes by these women, uh, they laughed at him and called them bimbo eruptions. The mainstream press. Well, let's, yeah, and let's, let's be clear, clear here. Sorry to interrupt, but let's be clear. Sure. He paid off Paula Jones uh, to the tune of about eight hundred thousand dollars. So he settled with her out of court with a huge monetary uh, huh, gift. Uh, but uh, so that's almost an admission of guilt. And recently we have one of the prince from England uh, who did the same with uh, his accuser. That uh, And this happened at uh, the sex ranch, Epstein's sex ranch. And so instead of getting him arrested and indicted, uh, he paid off his accuser because she was underage. This this is just, you, you can't even make this stuff. Where's the movie? Where's the movie on the Epstein ranch of that. And, and all that? Yeah. But think about it. We go from nothing more than bimbo eruptions to now we're going to say, well, hey, this Stormy Daniels, not even a real name, makes allegations against Trump. Whether Trump paid or not, we don't even know. Supposedly the fixer paid, but then Trump reimbursed the fixer, and then supposedly money was somehow used in a campaign, and therefore we're going to escalate this from a he said, she said to a um, misdemeanor, and then somehow we back it into a crime uh, to where um, the president's going to be indicted here. But what are we going to do about this, though? If we allow the criminals to be in charge to this degree, they can just arrest Roger Stone. They can just arrest um, you know anybody they want to any time, and none of us can have any arrests for accountability. At some point, Sheriff, and I'm not calling for violence or calling for anything. I'm just wondering. At some point, what do we do about this, though? I mean, how bad will it get? Will they arrest you for being on the radio and criticizing Biden now? Well, they, you know, where does this end up is the question. It it wouldn't surprise me, Sam. But, uh, I mean, look, these people make a living out of intimidating the masses. The American people are intimidated daily. Uh, by the EPA, the FDA, the USDA, and especially the IRS. And the IRS makes makes its living by its huge bark saying, if you do not do what we tell you, if you do not pay what we tell you to pay, we're going to ruin you. And and they do. And, and Sam, how long have we put up with that scheme, scam, and criminal organization and, and we just move on and, and we think, well, there's nothing you can do about it. I believe there is. And I believe that the problem is, though, we have no one in Washington who really cares or has the courage to do something about it. Well, all I can tell you is this, ladies and gentlemen, think about this story from naturalnews.com. Pentagon requests $886 billion in budget. Despite failing five audits, 
where billions of dollars <laughs> finan- billions of dollars fall into black holes, can't find them. Uh, I think it's Bella Carter with the, the article at Natural News over this. Think about that, Sheriff. But again, we can't have any accountability, any arrests, nothing, right? We just let it go. And the Republicans are like, man, elect us so we can fix things. We're digging in. We had an incredible week last week. Send us some money. It is just amazing. Now, Anthony Fauci should be criminally arrested. Why can't we arrest him? We can arrest the Donald, but not Fauci. Ladies and gentlemen, Fauci gets reality check from real people. PBS documents this. Walt Rassinger with the article here. Um, it's a video, folks, where um, Anthony Fauci was going door to door to push for vaccines in the poorest of, I don't know what you call it, racially diverse neighborhoods there. Uh, and Fauci gets shut down by a truly educated American. Watch this. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to well, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science to get us to be able to do it. Twenty years is not quickly. enough, and nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that yeah. you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allows thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much the more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about twenty to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all giving that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You going to pass. Yeah, definitely. Because when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something, yeah, else, something it, else going I, on. It with is that. something going yeah, on. With something it. Else You're right. But I'm glad millions of people like me and most everybody here. Didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep you anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all, campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. Fascinating, Sheriff Mack. What do you say to that? Then Fauci went out and publicly said the only people that are against vaccines are these Trump supporters and and white people that don't have a clue and they're uh, painting lies about COVID and everything else and that everybody else was aboard. Now we find out he lied about that, too. There's the proof. Well, we need more people responding just like this gentleman did. Uh, I'm really proud of him uh, for being educated. But Sam, uh, and really, I thought it was astonishing. The lady there was either like the mayor of Washington D.C., or she's a. I think she's that's a, right. Anyway, she she's a high up public official. I know that, and she's walking around with Fauci going door to door. Really, uh, okay, uh, and they had, and they looked like they had about four or five other security people, or or just helpers, or. I don't know what they were. 
but anyway, so seven or eight people show up somebody's house and tell you to get vaccinated. Is that not uh, an intimidation factor in and of itself? Um, but no. Well, and, the, and, and Fauci that has lied, but Sam, you guys what? run on fear. Yeah, exactly. And he was right. And, and she should have stayed and answered to that, too. Uh, because, first of all, Sam, we have a United States senator that said publicly and pointed a finger in the halls of the United States Congress. Senator Rand Paul pointed his finger at Fauci and called him a liar. And uh, why is that not being investigated? If you have a Fauci who is lying about statistics, lying about uh, the efficacy of a vaccination, lying about its uh, uh, testing and experimentation to make sure it's safe. Fauci's lied about that because I I was watching. I was watching a, a press conference when uh, Fauci, I, I, I can't remember if it was under Trump or Biden. I think it was just barely Biden in there. But it doesn't matter because both presidents uh, started uh, supporting the vaccine, even though at first Trump did not, and he was bragging about taking hydroxychloroquine instead of the vax. Then I guess politically his advisors told him, no, you can't do that. You got to support the vax. So uh, I know that for a fact that his ex-wife was totally against the vax and some of his other advisors. But anyway, Trump did a 160 or I mean a 180 on that. And so this, this is the thing, though. When you have a United States senator accuse you of crimes in the halls of Congress and nobody does anything about it, and instead of playing uh, a big grandstand accusation in, in front of the cameras, Rand Paul should have asked for an investigation and should have demanded that the Justice Department follow up on Fauci. And I guess I, why, we, why we should put it all on him is others in Congress should have done the same thing. Where's Mitt Romney on trying to get to the bottom of the, the vaccination? This man is so controlled by the left and leftist ideology that he can't even see straight and that no one has, is calling for Fauci's uh, criminal investigation, let alone his arrest. But this, this should have happened. And, and you've got to question why he and the mayor would be going door to door in Washington, D.C. Uh, I applaud the man who, who stood his ground and called him a bunch of liars. Hey, man, the bottom line is everything Fauci has told us has been flat-out dishonest manipulation for well, he, he said a, He said a vaccination in the press conference. Sorry, I didn't finish that. He said a vaccination uh, to be properly tested would take two to ten years. Now he said just the opposite. Well, and then he said this is all based on 20 years of science. But you know what? The CDC director said, look, uh, this is an experiment. We're just kind of going about it the best we can. Our experiment is being conducted real time. 20 years of what kind of science? You know, he said he well, was the science. The, nobody gets to follow up on that, you know. And, in fact, if you question the science yeah. <laughs> there, you're an enemy to the country. You're a domestic terrorist. You see, you can never win with these people. But, folks, here's the real quintessential problem that I think Tucker Carlson, Carrie Lake, and many others are highlighting. Look, we've got a criminal element that is basically shanghai our justice system. And uh, you know what? I know people are pushing for arrests, and I'm usually the guy that says, wait, you can't do that. We need due process even for these bad guys. Um, but at some point, they're going to create a war, Sheriff. At some point, people are going to say, look, 
no one's obeying the rules. And if no one's obeying the rules, I can't just sit here and obey the rules forever. Um, you know, it'll be kind of like, hey, there's no one to protect me when they come for me, right? Because I wasn't anybody else when they came for them. Kind of a discussion. This is serious business. Meanwhile, the CDC, ladies and gentlemen, um, may have your cell phone data to track, quote, COVID compliance. Patrick Halk with this article, to better understand, quote, mandatory, stay-at-home orders the Center for Disease Control and Prevention purchased Americans' phone information, phone location data at the height of the pandemic. The public agency also used it to monitor social distancing, mass mandates, mandatory business closures, mandatory school closures, vaccine campaigns, and social equalities. It's not clear what social equalities uh, equate to in this case, but the CDC also used this data to monitor who was traveling to parks, their mode of transportation, all kinds of details. Um, Bureaucrats at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention bought data, according to the Epic Times, Sheriff, and they literally yeah. tracked all of us. So while Fauci's literally well, lying, and while uh, they're threatening to arrest Donald Trump, they have no authority to buy this data and use this against the American no. people. No. Uh, I think that's why they visited that man. They already knew he hadn't taken the backs. It wasn't happen chance. They already knew that he, they're not going to every door. They're not going to the people who have already vaccinated. They're going to the homes of people who have not been vaccinated. And they already know who has and who has not. And, and quite honestly, you know, uh, two or three weeks ago, I was in the hospital for a kidney stone. Well, when they admitted me and I'm in in the room uh, trying to get treatment, what's the first thing they asked me, Sam? Have you been vaccinated, Sheriff? Ah. That is correct. And uh, so, you know, I, I hesitated for a minute and I said, that's I wanted to say that's a nunya, that's nunya business. But instead, I just answered the question. No, I have not been vaxxed, and I'm not going to. Because I thought they were going to say, oh, well, he hasn't been vaxxed. we got to vax this guy. Yeah, so, yeah they I, want to just I shut guess everybody put, down. I guess I should try to find out if they put it in my IV. Well, they might have. Yeah. <laughs> you might already be vaccinated, Sheriff. Yeah, I might already be back. Well, and you really should uh, find out, too, and I don't know how you can do this, but a Freedom of Information Act request, I don't know what. But I'd like to know if they documented that in your file and what other notes went along with that designation, not yeah. vaccinated, and what other statements go along with that in your file, Sheriff. Because I know this, when I told them I wasn't vaccinated when I went to the hospital, I know that I was treated completely different and hostile by some of the doctors. And I know they wouldn't recommend solutions that could get me well. And I had family members that are in the medical field that I talked to on the phone. Uh, I asked for some cough, uh, something to deal with my cough. And the doctor's just like, oh, you can just go get uh, cough medicine over the counter. And I said, no, that's not going to be enough. And after a while, he's just like, well, what do you recommend? And I told him, and he went, oh, um, I guess we could do that. So he was forced on the record by my knowledge because I had medical family guide me and what to say to where he had to give me the treatment that he would have withheld had I not had enough knowledge, Sheriff. This is the kind of stuff we're seeing. Yeah, that's a, that's really the case, Sam. And it's it's so astonishing 
um, how far this has gone. And, and I think it's going to take people like that guy they, uh, they tried to get to take the vax. And he confronts them and tells them, uh, this is all based on a lie and propaganda and fear-mongering. And if I decide to do this, it'll, it'll be up to me, not you, not government. Uh, I guess I w- I'm proud of, of Fauci and, and the mayor for not uh, tackling the guy and tying him down and, and then forcing him to get back. Uh, but Sam, that has already happened. Uh, and that type of uh, subterfuge and corruption is already happening. And uh, the next pandemic, the me- next quote pandemic uh, is is coming. And Sam, it's it's really scary that we've uh, gone this far in this country that government can do anything it wants as long as it's for our own good. What a scary proposition. Here's the question. Who would arrest Donald Trump, if anybody, in the first place? Would it be well, the it FBI? would be up to would the DA the... To, to refer it to, to, refer it to uh, a competent law enforcement agency. Uh, so, what, in other words, you're saying New York would have to indict, or, I'm sorry, uh, would have to, uh, what's that called? Um, from Florida, issue a summons or yeah. issue a summons, and they could uh, a police officer would just have to go uh, serve the paper on uh, a Florida police officer, uh, Mr. Trump. Yeah, any any peace officer could do it. Well, if he's in Florida, they just have to have somebody extradite him to New York, right? Uh, it depends on yeah yeah it depends on where he is. I was going to say if he's in if he's in Trump Tower, they could just do it there. If he's in Florida, right then yes, it would have to be an extradition. So in my opinion, we need Ron DeSantis to stand up and say, look, we're not playing that game. You know what? This is a political right. witch hunt. We're not going to do it. But Ron said he wouldn't interfere. He stood down, Sheriff. Yeah, he should interfere. And that would be, a, I, it, quite honestly, I think it would be a great uh, political ploy for him. Uh, why would he care uh, about supporting some out-of-control DA in Manhattan? Uh, and and I think, I think, DeSantis is missing a very uh, big opportunity right there politically. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So Ron said he wouldn't interfere with it. And then he said, I don't really know what would motivate uh, some porn star to, you know, say you donate him money. I don't really know about that. And, and Donald Trump fired but back. But what if, said, you what wait, if Sam, sir, wait, you wait. Once you what? grow up in the political world, once they make allegations against you, you'll change your mind, Ron. Well, you know about that too, right. Sheriff Mack. But, but, but they could push on that. Trump can play DeSantis's hand. Trump can demand an extradition hearing and tell him he doesn't want to go back to New York and tell DeSantis, as governor, he has to sign the uh, extradition warrant. And, and, and Trump putting him on the spot and saying, don't sign it. I want to stay here protected. This is all politics. How could DeSantis refuse that? I don't know. I'm just telling you what DeSantis said, so it's not going to go well. I know. I uh, get but it. Donald, but when, when that paper's placed before him, it's going to be different. Yeah, amen. And Donald highlighting something very important, too, though, that, look, you can die to ham sandwich, as you wisely said. Women can also and people can always make sexual allegations against anybody they want to. And so far, we don't have evidence of any proof of any kind anywhere. Anyway, just allegations in the media. That's true. Backed by out-of-control criminals true. in government. Wow. Join the CSPOA, ladies and gentlemen, the posse's later today. CSPOA.org. For the good sheriff, Richard Mack and Sam Bushman, God save the republic on Brideon TV. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Back to you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Wow. Are they going to arrest the Donald? Some say yes. Some say no. Many are simply saying it'll be foolish if they do. I don't know. I don't think they'll arrest Donald Trump. I think they know that it's too politically risky. Uh, I think they might indict him, but not go get him. In other words, that would be arrest in a literal sense. Uh, but it might just be we're going to indict him, but we're not going to go get him. We're not going to make fanfare. We're not going to add insult to injury. We're not going to ratchet this thing up. But we are going to um, uh, indict the former president of the United States. It would be tragic if they did it, but I expect they will do something like that. Hey, a couple of days ago on Liberty Roundtable Live, we interviewed a guy by the name of Nathan Jones. He's CEO of a company called Clear, X-L-E-A-R.com, Clear. They are a global leader of xylitol products, gum, oral care. Um, it really helps with your upper respiratory health, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we talked about the updates on the clear lawsuit. Basically, the government said, hey, you can't make claims that this stuff helps decrease and get rid of COVID. They sued him. But you know what? Now headlines are vindicating the CEO and showing that the government's Federal Trade Commission is out of control sailing nasal irrigation after COVID-19 diagnosis reduces hospitalization. Forbes even says that now, ladies and gentlemen. Xylitol-based nasal spray for COVID-19 treatment. Yeah, they literally have 
now studies about that. We also talked about dental health. We talked about dental benefits of xylitol, less bacteria, healthier teeth. It could literally eliminate or severely reduce tooth decay in children. We talked about a book called The Pandemic Century, 100 Years of Panic, Hysteria. Um, William H. Foge, I think is how you say his name. F-O-E-G-E, I think it's William Foge, wrote that book, The Pandemic Century. Um, we also talked about super PACs are accusing Ron DeSantis of violating Florida laws by offering, uh, or I guess running a uh, shadow presidential campaign. This is where Donald Trump and Rick DeSantis are at odds. They need to stop this because Trump spent much of the last year teasing a presidential campaign, virtually doing the same thing now they're accusing DeSantis of doing. It's a disgrace. Now, Mr. DeSantis hasn't even formally declared a White House bid. Now, he's checking all the boxes, some say, but he hasn't. Now, Chip Roy announced that he's endorsing Ron DeSantis for president. And former Sheriff David Clark may be considering running for the Senate which I find kind of fascinating uh, as well. Now, yesterday we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley, Sam and the Good Doctor discuss constitutional currency, a.k.a. honest money. We also discussed Anthony Fauci and others who suppressed the recommendation to use ivermectin against COVID. They literally called for ivermectin to be used. Who did? Testimonials arose about how it was effective even though everybody condemned it, saying it was nothing but horse paste. But now the Asahi Shidman Koa Company, that's a huge Japanese pharmaceutical company, confirmed that ivermectin proved an antiviral effect against COVID and Omicron strains. In addition to that, a new report by Emmy Award-winning investigative journalist Cheryl Ackeson revealed that Anthony Fauci and others suppressed a recommendation at the outset of the COVID pandemic that ivermectin should be used against COVID. It is safe. It is effective. Yeah, a leading British physician and World Council for Health uh, co-founder, Dr. Tess Laurie, who is with, he's the director and founder of a doctor's organization called the British Ivermectin Recommendation development group they all literally sent to fauci that ivermectin was safe and effective and needed to be used immediately fauci squashed it Lori's cover letter states ivermectin should be approved immediately for treatment of covid rather than educate the public about this thing fauci and others lied shut it down pretend that it didn't exist and the media was all too willing to carry the ball they're all criminals we need nuremberg trials now God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, 
on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. Wow, this is the broadcast for March 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers, as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, as always. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, so little time. The question is, will Donald Trump be arrested today? My guess is he'll be indicted, folks, but he will not be uh, officially arrested. And, you know, to the average American, that's kind of confusing. Um, I don't know if you know, but if you're indicted, you are literally arrested. They might not come and get you. They might let you stay out on your own recognizances and come and report later to the court, whatever. Um, but it's virtually arrest, according to Sheriff Mack, last hour discussion. Um, so, But I don't believe they'll arrest him. I don't know that they'll go in with handcuffs. And they know that they did that last time when it came to Mar-a-Lago and it backfired big time. They also know that Donald Trump's taunting them in a way by saying, you know what, they're going to arrest me, folks, protest. Well, I've got a problem with this whole protest notion from the Donald. Look, Donald knows full well that people went to prison. Good, innocent people went to prison over the January 6th thing. And uh, you know what? They called for a protest to be there as well. And many, many, many people came. They wanted to peacefully assemble and protest this idea that Congress needs to look at election integrity issues. Congress did no such thing. Uh, Republicans betrayed us as much as Democrats on that. But in the end of the day, though, the government in bed with the media controlled the narrative and made you believe there was this incredible insurrection on January the 6th. There was not. Most people were very peaceful. There were a few agent provocateurs, most of them in government were finding out, Ray Epps and others, um, who really, really got the ball rolling for any hint of violence or insurrection or aggression of any kind. The average Joe was very, very mellow. So now for Donald Trump, in my opinion, to call for protests is, uh, in my opinion, very irresponsible by Trump. Now, I agree with all the other people. Elon Musk warns that this indictment will backfire. I agree with Elon Musk. Ted Cruz slammed this potential, saying it was a witch hunt and everything else, and absolutely wrong. Tucker Carlson, Carrie Lake, others speaking out saying, you know what, this is a big problem, man. I fear for our nation that this is allowed to stand. How dare they? This is something you expect to see in third world banana republics. <laughs> People are saying, hey, uh, protest and quit being in fear of the government. Well, folks, you better be in fear of your government right now. Uh, sad but true. Carrie Lake, I, I appreciate your statements, but listen, you cannot whip people up into a frenzy. You're not doing any good by doing that. Going to protest... They're already putting up barricades. Okay, look, I'm not happy about what's happening. And I think what's happening to Donald Trump is absolutely wrong. I agree with all these critics of what's happening. I agree with Donald Trump that this is wrong. Now, I don't defend what Donald's done with this girl, Stephanie, or whatever in the first place. Shame on you for that, Donald. But I also think this is a witch hunt. But here's the problem. When Americans protest, what's going to happen? You're going to protest agent provocateurs are going to be in the mix. They're going to turn it around against you. And then you're going to be the bad guy. I don't really see how that helps our cause 
at all. I really don't. I don't see how that helps our cause. So, ladies and gentlemen, do not protest. Do not go to capitals or to New York or to any of these places and create large so-called peaceful assemblies. They have proven at the deep state level that they will infiltrate your peaceful assembly and attack and betray and then blame it on you, the peaceful American. Don't fall for that lie. So I appreciate Trump telling everybody to protest, but look, they don't have millions of dollars like Trump does. These people get arrested and go to prison. Think how many people are in prison now already, Donald, because they peacefully went to protest uh, in defense of what we believe to be election integrity problems. I think their cause was just, but they've been infiltrated, betrayed. Agent provocateurs managed to control the narrative against we the people, wrongfully so. But until we can really educate to the true narrative of what happened, and until we can stop the deep state from literally creating insurrections and blaming it on the people, until we can stop the criminal element from creating a two-tier injustice system in America, I'm telling you that your protests will backfire against you. Your peaceful assemblies will not go the way you hope. So I don't mean to be offensive here. Now, Ron DeSantis said he won't get involved in the manufactured circus. I understand what uh, DeSantis is saying. And I don't really disagree. But I do think that he's going to be forced to get involved. Um, Because are they going to indict Donald Trump? And if they do, are they going to extradite him? If they indict and extradite, at some point there's going to be a forced signature from Ron DeSantis to say, yes, we'll allow the extradition to take place. Or DeSantis is going to say, no, I won't allow that to take place. In my opinion, if DeSantis allows it to take place, then I believe DeSantis is acting criminal. Folks, okay, there should be no extraditing or indicting of Donald over this. Is what he did right? No. Is it criminal? Not when you have the double standard of the level that you do. Okay. Donald says that he's still going to run for office even if he is indicted. So then experts on the Constitution are being asked, can you indict someone while they're in a lawsuit, while there's prosecution, allegations? Can he run for president and become president? And some are saying, yes, he can. Well, if he becomes president before the lawsuit gets finished, does that mean then, well, Yes, he was indicted and convicted, but because he's the president, the law can't touch him? What does all this mean? And shame on Ron DeSantis for saying he won't get involved in the circus. I appreciate what he's saying. This is a circus. This is disaster, but I don't see how you cannot be involved. And as Richard Mack pointed out last hour, can Donald Trump demand that Ron DeSantis protect him from an illegal indictment and or illegal 
um, what, force him to go back to New York? This is getting thick fast, but every single law in America seems to be challenged by these strange events, right? Every single issue seems to be challenged. Nothing that we used to know in terms of rule of law matters. Everything is turned on its head. Are you comfortable with that? See, I am not. I'm not comfortable with this at all. And the sad part is I don't see it getting any better. I see it getting worse. Everything we used to take for granted in terms of the rule of law is being turned upside down. And Donald, sadly, always seems to be at the center of it. So I protect Donald in that I don't think that they're, they have the right to uh, extradite him. I don't think they have a right to indict him at this point. But at the same time, I kind of think, look, Donald's brought it up, a lot of this on himself due to his immorality. Now, the double standard is a problem, but just because we let Bill Clinton go, that doesn't mean we should let Donald go. What we should do is prosecute them both. The problem is there's real pay dirt when it comes to Clinton, and as far as I can tell, Ted Cruz is right about this. Right? If the former president of the United States is arrested, says Ted Cruz, that is historic. Cruz highlighted this. It's flimsy. It's weak. It has been rejected time and time again by prosecutor after prosecutor after prosecutor. And it's obviously a political retribution and a political persecution of Donald. I think that's true. In Bill Clinton's case, look, women made allegations of rape. Easily provable. Clinton paid money, right, to Paula. And you look at this whole thing and you say, hmm, there was 10 times more evidence against Bill than there is against Donald. How does all this work? Well, sadly, in America, we have fallen to a moral low. And that really is the cause. Everything else is kind of a downstream effect of this, right? Everything else is a cause. Uh, I'm sorry, the morality is the cause. Everything else is an effect. We've got immoral people at the helm of every aspect of our government, and our government is starting to fail as a result. Remember George Washington's wise counsel and instruction on this issue? Religion and morality are the two necessary supports for the proper role of limited constitutional government. Right? We can't have the proper role of government without them. We have jettisoned religion. And we have jettisoned morality. No wonder our country's failing. What is the solution? Restore religion and morality as the two great supports for the proper role of honest government where people are innocent until proven. That's right, proven guilty. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. While Ron DeSantis, he won't get involved in the manufactured circus, which I agree it is. At the same time, I kind of say, wait a minute, you're going to be forced to be involved. Anyway, this is a very sad day for America, folks, literally, when this double standard is so out of control. It really is. All right, sad news. You know, we were told back in the day that high tech would save us. Not anymore. You can't get a company that's more high-tech than Amazon, really. Um, but now Amazon announces its plans to lay off 9,000 corporate and tech workers by the end of April. Yeah, the cuts, they say, follow a round of layoffs that took place only a couple of months ago that affected more than 18,000 jobs. So now you got literally Amazon laying off 27,000 people. In a matter of a couple of months, that alone is a real concern when it comes to the economy, ladies and gentlemen. A real concern indeed, right? I don't even know how to respond to it. It's so bad. Because, I mean, really, <laughs> this is um, high tech, when the average Joe would consider Amazon a high-tech company. But the market seems to be collapsing. Sad but true. I don't know what you think or do about it. But I expect it to get worse. Do you expect it to get worse, folks? I don't want it to get worse. But that's what I'm thinking the reality will be. Wow, Amazon going to lay off 9,000 in addition to the 18,000 just a couple of months ago. All right, this story is scary as I'll get out. You know, we've talked about the Chinese um, COVID virus, whatever. We've talked about it being uh, leaked from a lab. 
or it being some kind of a you know meat market or whatever where it jumped from animals to humans. I say personally that it was not leaked. It was intentionally released from a communist Chinese lab. And the United States helped make gain-of-function research possible. They've turned it into a bioweapon for sure. Well, now there's evidence coming out separate from that that China's, quote, new DNA-based bioweapons target specific ethnic groups and races. Yeah, they say facts matter. The epic times with this piece, ladies and gentlemen, that alone is just shocking scary. They say over the past three years, a spotlight has been shown on the Communist Chinese Party, the CPP, bio-warfare warfare program. And regardless of whether the bio-weapon, I'm sorry, regardless of the, whether the coronavirus is part of that as a bio-weapon or not, in actuality, the Communist Chinese part of the CCP is indeed developing weapons that target specific race and ethnicity markers. And believe it or not, the Communist Chinese Party has been able to stitch together the largest collection of American DNA profiles even larger than what the United States has been able to collect. They've done this not only through hacking, but they've also done this through more traditional channels, such as purchasing the data from DNA sequencing companies. Moreover, at times, they don't even have to purchase the data. For example, BGI... It's a huge company, one of the largest manufacturers of prenatal tests used throughout the world, has been sending the genetic data of pregnant women from 52 different countries to the communist Chinese military. And you got to ask yourself, what use would the communist Chinese have for all this data? Well, when you think about the Wuhan virus or the coronavirus and you think about the havoc they wreaked with that when I say they I mean the deep state the United States leaders in bed with communist Chinese leaders in bed with who knows who else right you paint a very very disturbing picture ladies and gentlemen and you kind of got to ask yourself wow now they have this DNA capability China's new DNA based Bioweapons are now targeting specific groups and races. Facts matter. Folks, this is nothing to joke about. This is scary beyond imagination, right? I mean, how do you even respond to that kind of stuff? Wow. All right, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. You only hear these things on Liberty Roundtable Live or a few other news organizations, I guess. I want to jump back to hour two of yesterday's show we had with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about three years to, sp to slow the spread, COVID hysteria, and the creation of a never-ending COVID crisis, writes Jordan Shastel. Great, great article, right? COVID courage and cowardice. Jordan sounds off with a second article on the same topic, and he highlights this. 
a letter from John Adams to his wife, Abigail. Liberty once lost is lost forever. When the people once surrender their share in the legislature and their right of defending the limitations upon the government and of resisting every encroachment upon them, they can never regain it. Think about that, folks. The loss of liberty is a serious, serious crisis indeed. We also talked about the fact that Ron Paul challenged the coronavirus tyranny from the beginning. Adam Dick writes an incredible article about that. I agreed with Ron Paul and have been standing tall to reject this for some time. How did you behave in the face of this panic? He asked the question in the article. Well, I wrote that I doubled down. I went hard in the paint to tell the truth, folks. Jordan writes this, courage is unique because it's almost impossible to be courageous and popular at the same time. If courage were popular, it wouldn't be brave. If courage was common, it wouldn't be courageous. Amen to that. What an incredible quote. We then continued by talking about unsound banking, why most of the world's banks are headed for collapse. Doug Casey wrote that over at lourockwell.com. Bank deposits, believe it or not, until quite recently were of two kinds. Time deposits and demand deposits. Time deposits, ladies and gentlemen, paid out a little better return on your money because you said I'll agree to let them hold on to my money for a certain amount of time with big penalties to pull it out. And so I'm going to leave that money to them for a certain amount of time. I'm going to get benefits for leaving it there. The other kind was on-demand deposits, which meant I can go back in and get my money out of the bank anytime I want to. It paid less of a return because it wasn't as, quote, guaranteed and stable for the bank, right? Now they flip that all on its head. Listen up. The FDI insurance covers about $9.8 trillion. But the institution only has assets of $125 billion. So $9.8 trillion to $125 billion. That is about one cent on every dollar that the FDIC, uh, FDIC um, has. If the FDIC goes bust, you can expect the government or really the taxpayer to bail it out. They'll create money out of thin air, creating inflationary realities like you've never seen before. That's unsound banking, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Every dollar they create out of thin air reduces the value of the dollars in your wallets. It's literally considered theft by inflation, creating a moral hazard the likes of which you have never, ever seen. It's so bad that it prompted Jacob G. Hornberger at LewRockwell.com to write a column. We need separate money and the separate state. Yeah, the United States once upon a time had the finest monetary system in the world's history. It was a system that the U.S. Constitution established. It was a system of which the official money of the United States consisted of gold and silver coinage. Yeah. Sadly, it's all been destroyed, folks. Sadly, 
it's all been destroyed. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting news the network refuses to use continues in seconds on your favorite news the network refuses to use talk station. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and his colleagues this week will face one of their toughest calls in years, whether to raise interest rates again to fight high inflation or to take a timeout amid the worst banking crisis since 2008. Fed officials' two-day meeting concludes tomorrow. President Biden issued his first veto of his presidency yesterday in an early sign of shifting White House relations with the new Republican-led Congress. The bill would have prevented his administration from making investments based on environmental, social, and governance considerations. I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. Trump Tower and the Manhattan Criminal Court are currently surrounded by barricades. The barricading comes as New York City is prepping for former President Trump's potential arrest. He could be indicted by a grand jury investigating the documentation of hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels prior to the 2016 election. Officials say NYPD officers will be posted in several high-profile areas, and all cops are told to be in uniform today and be ready to move when needed. I'm Skip Kelly. Schools in the Los Angeles Unified School District in Southern California, the second largest in the United States, will close for three days starting today because of a strike by teachers and other staff. The Service Employees International Union serves about 600,000 students in kindergarten through 12th grade at more than 1,000 schools. The union says they have shut down the schools because of unfair practices. Earth is set for a view of a lifetime as five planets of the solar system will align. It's going to happen one week from today at sunset. This is USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson, ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. Again, 800-958-2145. That's 800-958-2145. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land. The Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting 
news the networks refuse to use. <laughs> wow. I look at these news stories that I'm seeing, and it's just shocking. China's new data, DNA database bioweapon systems targeting ethnic groups and races. Oh, boy. What's coming, ladies and gentlemen? Beware. In the meantime, though, we have somewhat a little bit of good news. The bad news is these, these drag queen shows uh, are being, um, you know, conducted in library storytelling time and uh, to children where, the, you know, some man dresses up like a woman and creates a sexual show called the drag show or whatever. But now we have Tennessee standing tall and saying, uh-uh, not on our watch. Well, that's good news. It always takes one to start the ball a rolling. It takes some leadership. And thank the good heavens, uh, Tennessee providing this leadership. After Tennessee became the first state, ladies and gentlemen, to prohibit drag shows in places where children may be present, several red states now are pushing for similar legislation. States including Idaho, Kentucky, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. They're all focused on passing legislation that would restrict or outright outlaw sexually explicit drag shows in the presence of minors. Amen to that. It's a good start. It's not near enough. Now, they say the legislation is gaining momentum through 14 states. That's a part of a broader battle throughout the country over exposing children to gender identity and sexually explicit concepts that may not be what they call age appropriate. Boy, howdy, is that a fact, right? They say we frequently hear stories of children being exposed to inappropriate and explicit material in the classroom or in school during sponsored field trips, oftentimes without parental and knowledge and or consent. <laughs> Jessica Anderson uh, is with Heritage Action. Told the Daily Caller News Foundation that, hey, state legislative bodies are working on this and trying to protect children from harmful uh, cross-sex hormones or experimental surgeries. They're also tackling the broader problem of activist educators and administrators who are pushing the radical left's gender ideology against children without the knowledge of parents. Idaho passed some legislation, and they're working on it. Yeah. They've never marketed these kind of things to children before, except for recently. Oklahoma State University, for example, hosted a drag queen hour aimed at students between the ages of two and eight years old, ladies and gentlemen. That's according to Fox 25. They say that a drag queen performed during celebrations for Pride Month on June 25th, 2022 in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
there you have it. I don't know how to respond to this, folks. I commend some of these states for standing up. But aren't they a little, like, late to the party? Nebraska has a bill about this as well. Bringing a minor to a drag show would be a misdemeanor. See, we're not even prosecuting enough legislation to call that a misdemeanor. Folks, look, you take these children to this and you will basically burn this into their mind. They will not ever be able to get it out of their minds. And all we say is, oh, yeah, uh, it's a misdemeanor. Folks, where is the moral majority in America today? Why aren't we absolutely in every state in the union demanding that this pornography, this sexually explicit agenda, what do we need to do to stop it? Tennessee's standing tall, but now they say the legislation gaining momentum through 14 states is part of a broader battle throughout the country over exposing children to sexually explicit concepts that may not be age appropriate. May not be. We're going to go ahead and work on the battle in 14 states. We're so behind the curve on this. It's not even funny. They're having drag queen show and story hours and everything else all the time. Literally all the time. And we don't do anything really to stop it. Wow. While these guys are talking about, in my opinion, this perverted stuff. And I appreciate those who are trying to stand against it. But when we let this happen in America to our children, Sam Bushman and Lowell Nelson yesterday on the radio were talking about children a little more. We were talking about why so many pediatricians have do well child visits. And we were talking about an article written by um, Alan Stevo. It's on lourockwell.com. This article was very, very good. And in that article, we talked about a book that Alan Stevo recommends. It's called, it's a book, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor, written by Dr. Robert S. Mendelson. Now, I used that book, along with my wife, we used that book to raise our eight children. Incredible book, Alan Stevo is exactly spot on on that. Incredible book. Valuable as all get out. And the premise of the book is, hey, the mainstream uh, doctors, vaccines, all these things aren't really for your best health of your child. There's things that you can do yourself that are much better. Take responsibility. Right. The medical profession has an agenda that's not in your best interest is the point of the book. Incredible book. But then Lowell Nelson also recommended another book by a, quote, naturalist, Dr. Bernard Jensen. And the book is called Nature Has a Remedy. Nature Has a Remedy. And Lowell says that my wife and I both read this book continually while raising our three daughters. Incredible book, right? And I then, on the heels of those two books being recommended, recommended another book. So Sam recommends another fantastic book. Listen to what it's called. Take Charge of Your Child's Health. That's right. Take Charge of Your Child's Health. It's a parent's guide to recognizing symptoms and treating minor illnesses at home. Incredible book written by Dr. George 
Wu-Tan. So think about that. While these folks are promoting Drag Queen Hour and others are trying to make it a misdemeanor to pervert the children, Sam and Lowell are talking about books to help you raise your children effectively and safely despite of the medical community. Learning how to appropriately deal with these things. Right? It's a little bit shocking to me how different our agendas are. Our agendas are. And what we're, what we're focusing on, right? I mean, it really is shocking to me of what we spend our time on and what they spend their time on. We're like in different worlds, folks. Right? We're in literally different worlds. Yeah. All right, folks. We have the FTC in the news, Federal Trade Commission, and they've been attacking everybody relentlessly. The FTC has hit Twitter with 357 demands, many of which have little to do with user privacy. The House Judiciary Committee published a scathing report accusing the FTC leftists of a partisan attack on Twitter and Elon Musk. CEO Elon Musk called it a serious attack on the Constitution by a federal agency. That's the Daily Wire. I can't disagree with Elon Musk on this. Right? I mean, uh, this attack is on everyone, right? I don't know really how to respond to these kind of attacks. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Elon Musk going, whoa. So Donald Trump's being attacked. Elon Musk's being attacked. We're being attacked. Where do these Democrats get all this money and all this government power? I'm going to tell you how we the people have been derelict in our duty and we've allowed them to gain this power while we've been strangely silent and not even engaged. True Passover versus Easter. The Catholic Church and most denominations follow the Jewish Passover. Here is the Jewish tradition. The Passover takes place 14 days after the new moon, after the equinox. But what does God say? In Isaiah 1 verse 14, quote, Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with all my being, unquote. Now notice God's word versus Jewish tradition. Quote, in the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. Unquote. That's from Leviticus 23, verse 5. God's year begins on the spring equinox. Passover is always on the 14th day of God's year, the 14th day after the equinox. The Sunday after the Passover is Resurrection Sunday. None of this is about fertility, which is exactly what Easter is all about. Easter bunny and eggs, fertility rights are paganism. To leave a message, press 1. To change your message, press 7. Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college, really. I never knew living on my own could be so uh, good for me. Uh... To change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. 
I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run, you know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. You ever heard of a four-day work week? America is ready for a four-day work week, Newsweek says. Do you believe that? Is America ready for a four-day work week? I, uh... I'm not so sure. Julia Carbonaro wrote the article here. It's kind of an interesting article, in my opinion. Uh, Europe has done this for quite some time. And they say California has become the first state with a four-day work week. What to know? I don't know that I want to follow California into anything. But nevertheless, um, they say it'll help out the workforce. It'll be good for the U.S. economy. I'm not so sure that I believe or buy that, right? But they say the problem is we've got a hustle culture, and we need a better um, push for a short-day work week. They say the pandemic has accelerated a four-day work week. That's interesting. Did you, did you feel that way, folks, that the COVID pandemic has accelerated support for a four-day work week. As many are calling for an abandonment of hustle culture. Some 71% of Americans say they support the concept of a four-day work week. While 83% say they can complete their workload in four days. Could you complete your workload in four days? I sure as heck cannot. But I could do less things. American work culture sadly remains focused on busyness. And many Americans work in retail, hospitality, manufacturing, and medical professions where the need to have the um, around-the-clock coverage might hinder the idea for a four-day work system. I don't think so. I think you can get employees to handle it, no problem. Americans are ready for a shorter week, work week, though, Newsweek's show. They say it might not happen anytime soon, if at all. But a lot of people are saying, hey, it could be good. It could happen. Now, what do you say? Are you for a four-day work week? How about you, Lizzie? Are you for a four-day work week? Kind of an interesting question, huh? America is ready for the four-day work week. That's Newsweek claiming this, right? I don't know. I don't know. Some 71% of Americans 
say they support the concept and a full 83% think they could complete their weekly workload in four days. And I think if everybody really got after it, they probably could. That's true. I think a lot of time is wasted at work with breaks and lunches and coming in late and leaving early. And, you know, the problem with a four-day, uh, I'm sorry, a busy work week that people have, nobody has time to go to the doctor. You have to take days off work to do it. Da, 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 da. If you had a four-day work week, you'd just simply say, hey, you've got plenty of time to go to the doctor. You'd have to stagger the four-day work week, right? Well, I got an interesting tidbit for you. Some are talking about a four-day work week. Some are talking about a three-day work week. Wow, Chick-fil-A owner institutes three-day work week. That's right. I guess it's in Florida. And they say that everyone knows about Chick-fil-A's policy of being closed on Sundays to observe the Sabbath, even locations in airports and sports stadiums remain closed on Sunday despite the massive number of travelers and hungry football fans seeking fried chicken sandwiches. Business Insider reports, right? This move, they say, costs the company about a billion dollars in sales every year. Now, I don't believe it. I don't agree that it cost them a billion dollars in sales. I don't believe that. Um, however, closing our business on Sunday, the Lord's Day, is our way of honoring God and showing our loyalty to him. Chick-fil-A's founder, Truett Cathy, wrote in his book, More Chicken, Inspire more people. That's the name of the book. Anyway, I bring this up because this one franchisee or whatever you want to call it of Chick-fil-A um, put in a three-day work week, and he says it's just better for everybody. And, you know, I don't know how you do a three-day work week unless people just work 12 hours and get 36 hours in, and we call 36 hours a full work week. Uh, if you do a 40-hour week, you can do 10s, and it's a 40-hour work week. Three twelves, four tens. I personally like the idea of four nines, a 36-hour work week. Pretty good. Um, you could do four 11s and get 44 hours of work in. How much can people really concentrate is part of the problem and part of the discussion with this um, uh, discussion. See, I personally believe that how long can people work in a day without burnout? How long can you really work and be productive and effective? Now, I know nurses and people like that and fire fighters and some people have these 12 on or something like that or 48 on, 12 off or whatever kind of days and stuff like that. But how long can people work and stay uh, productive, right? That's really, in my opinion, one of the keys to the discussion, right? Productivity. Productivity generally refers to the individual's ability, team, or organization to work efficiently with that time to maximize output. High productivity results from a mix of, and then they go into a bunch of things. They say that an average worker only spends four hours and 12 minutes actively working during an eight-hour shift. They say, um, you know what, 
um, the average worker can only really focus the maximum productive hours they say seems to be max out at six. So that's the problem, right? I don't believe people can really work 12, 15 hour days and be super productive. Oh, they can power through it. I get it. Um, But I personally think, and this is the way I personally work because I have control over my schedule. I personally think it's better to have your productive work to be more like six hours a day, six days a week. That's 36 hours. You say, Sam, then you never get days off. Yeah, I do. I can take a day off and put in seven hours. Right? There's a lot of ways to get in extra hours. But I personally think that you cannot be that productive for that long. The average worker only spends four hours and 12 minutes actively working during an average eight-hour work shift. Think about that. They say which begins to highlight the problem. Right? And they say, in fact, the maximum productive hours for people, according to studies, seems to be to cap out at six. Even the most productive workers are wasting two hours during a typical workday. Right? You got to ask yourself, how long is the average workday? It all depends on you how you uh, determine a workday. Is it how long I'm actually at work? Is it how long I'm productive? What determines a workday? How long the boss says I got to clock in and clock out? Is the workday how much work I actually get done? New studies also show that people that work from home get a lot more work done than people who don't, right? That's a very interesting discussion alone, isn't it? I don't know really where to go with it except to say that I think it's important that we really consider this stuff. Uh, I personally believe that no matter what hours you pick, you need to let your people have some downtime. And I don't mean Saturday and Sunday because off the time, Saturday and Sunday, you're just trying to catch up enough on life to where it's not really total downtime. So I personally believe that there's a lot of merits to this. I don't know what the answers are. And let me explain what I mean. I don't think the government ought to make any demands. Right? I feel like each company or each boss needs to figure out what they think is best for their employees. But I'm really concerned that when the average worker only spends four hours and 12 minutes out of an eight-hour day, they need to change something. And when they say the max of productive hours for even the best workers seem to cap out at six, it's time to change the game. How could you change the game to be most productive? Right? How many hours do you need to put in for an employer? Why is the magic 40 back in the day? It used to be six days, 10, 12 hours a day. 
Now, I agree that's burnout that's out of control, and that's what labor laws were put in place for, sadly, and everything else. But it seems to me that we as people ought to be better than that now. Ought to be better than trying to squeeze every dime out of every employee everywhere all the time. We need to take a step back and respect people and find out how can we be super productive. What if you gave people three-hour work days in the morning and three-hour work days in the afternoon? So you got two shifts. Um, you go home for lunch for two hours in the middle, for instance. Now you're working six hours, but it takes eight hours to accomplish. But you have a massive lunchtime in between to take a break, to take a nap, to go to the doctor, to do things that need to be done. You, you know, you could really make a difference. What about a three-day work week? Just saying people can work longer. Anyway, here's what I know. I agree with Chick-fil-A. Close your businesses on Sunday. There needs to be a day of rest, a day for the Lord. But I'm okay working six days a week other than that. Now you can say, well, Sam, don't you want more days off that way? Yeah. But even if I take a lot of days off that way, if I work six days a week year-round, even if I take off 15 days, 20 days, 30 days, it's still massive, folks, in terms of how much I work. Yeah, the average person works 40 hours a week, right? That's what? How much? 40, 40 hours? That's 2,080 hours a week? What if I work six hours a day, six days a week times 52 weeks? It's almost the same amount of hours, but would they be much more productive? That's only 1,800 and something hours. What if I only worked about 1,500 hours? Would I be much more productive? I think the answer is a clear, resounding yes. we got to revisit this, but what we got to do is reject government involvement or intervention and leave it up to employers to do what they think is best and to work out appropriate arrangements with employees. What do you think of that? free association idea huh it's constitutional you gotta dig it i declare this nation shall endure donate today libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net god save the republic